книга притчей, глава 23, стихи 4, 5. Proverbs 23:4-5. Do not overwork to be rich because of your own understanding. Will you set your eyes on that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away like an eagle toward heaven. We read this place and the translation of this place is not exact as it were from the original. It says do not overwork and suffer to make yourself rich. Change the way you think or your form of thinking. Otherwise, you will lose your freedom and will fall into the slavery of mammon. This is the demonic prince that puts people into slavery because of their love for money. The thing is that whatever we look at or what we think about is what we clothe ourselves into. So the true reason why we, desiring to gain wealth, are not able to put it on is because we look at it from the wrong position, from the wrong angle or point of view that, uh, that we are supposed to, that God wants us to look at it from, which is why wealth, which is called to be our servant, transforms into our master and turns us into its servant. God wanted that freedom or that wealth be the servant of a person, that uh, wealth be his servant, not he be a servant of materialistic goods, but materialistic goods would be his servant and his slave. The thing, the freedom that we think we will obtain or achieve in wealth is not there, it's actually in Christ. And if we succeed in placing ourselves into Christ, and Christ in turn, we allow him to be placed into our heart, wealth will become our servant, and we will not serve it, but it will serve us. How do you place Christ into you? People think, I received Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, and now Jesus lives in me. No, the scriptures say, Christ only put, is put into your heart when it, you, in the death of the Lord Jesus Christ, die by the law for the law. Apostle Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And so when a person dies for his nation, the house of his father, and for his destructive desires, that is mainly based on wealth, then he dies to sla uh, slavery for wealth, and he begins to live a very different form of life. Christ is put into his heart then. When a person is born from the seed of the word of truth, Christ is not living in him yet. The program of Christ in the seed is in him, but when this seed will be transformed into fruit, grown into fruit, then Jesus, by this grown fruit, will be put into your heart. And the fruit requires that the seed first die. We, as the seed, need to die in the death of the Lord Jesus so that he can be, uh, he can dwell within us. And to fall into Christ, it is enough to understand one important thing, that the body of Christ is the church. Not every church of saints 
uh, can claim that they're a body of Christ. The body of Christ has a head, and this is Christ. And so this body has one head, and also this head, the body does not elect. Not the inner organs have made the decision to choose the head that it wants. That's, that didn't happen. And so if the church is, has a democratic structure within it, and they elect their pastors by voting for them, which which is an abomination before God. This kind of church can't be can't be called the body of Christ, and you can't fall into Christ in such a situation. To be fall into Christ is to be a partaker of a body which is uh, who, that has the status of the good wife and has the status of the narrow gate, and so to not allow wealth take hold of us or overcome us, it is necessary for us to allow Christ to take hold of us and overcome us. And this happens when we honor God, we worship God, and we place ourselves in dependence of God. And such specific work from our side happens when we, with thanksgiving and in accordance to the implemented by God norms, separate from ourselves our tithes and our offerings from the means that God has allowed us to earn. Because your authority or over wealth or your success in materialistic things happens when we begin to work for the Lord and be faithful in the little that we have and we attempt to live within the boundaries of what we receive, the means we have. And that is when we are faithful in the little, God will then give, trust us with more. God wants to trust us with all the wealth that exists today on earth and he wants to trust us with much. He trusted Israel with all the wealth of Egypt and he said, I will trust my chosen ones with the, all the wealth of the world because we are approaching, I repeat, that moment, that time when the government, the bankers will not be able to properly distribute, control the financial realm and all of mankind will fall into a very big problem. There will be starvations, there will be different calamities, problems. There will be food, but it won't be able to be uh, brought to the places it needs to go. And so, when in at the head of a the transportation division or the distribution division, uh, you have a homosexual, and he uh, takes time off because he he takes time off because he's spending time uh, with his adopted son uh, and unfortunately all of this bottleneck of of uh, product that has been now held up because it's not being able to be distributed it's not because uh, there's a problem it's because they don't have enough brains they they're discredited they discredit God they discredit uh, uh, everything that's within their base and so all they want they want their fleshly desires and these are just examples of why this is happening um, Christians also think that everything is in money 
And when you think that everything's in money, you're no different than these homosexuals and gays. This is the idol that's in the heart. It is put into the heart of a person, and this person elevates this idol and um, considers him spiritual, does a spiritual thing, and that he thinks he has control of money and he's delivered from the spirit of poverty because he has enough money in his wallet. But the scriptures say having a, a sufficiency in food and and clothing, we will be content. We will be content with what we have. The time is coming. Israel was a slave, and in one day they became master of Egypt. In one day, in, in this one day, God healed all of them within, the, uh, within one night. There were a lot of disabled people because they forced them uh, to carry heavy loads on their backs and to build these pyramids and one day a miracle happened people that were without uh, limbs without noses without arms without legs uh, they re- they grew back that had inner illnesses they their illnesses went away they were very poor and suddenly they became very wealthy all the wealth of Egypt was given to them the best of clothing gold and silver was given to them and they came out with joy and they did not have any ill or sick within their tribes. They came out with great wealth. And God will show this world who His church is. The world doesn't know her today. It's difficult to differentiate what's in the church when in the church there's a lot of sin, legalized sin happening. When there's a democratic structure that is no different than the structure of the political democratic uh, sh- structures of the countries. It's no different, but actually theirs is worse. If somehow you can still do something within the country, because there are professionals, they're here in the churches, they're not professionals, and they, they're not professionals because they elect a person who is not wise and not one who has the anointing of the Lord, but one who is a tolerant person, who will tolerantly uh, treat them and will be controlled by them, a person that they can tend, they can control, a person that they can tell tell this pastor, there's the brotherly council, they have questions, they have concerns, you have to go and the pastor will go and repent before the brotherly council something that he may have said from the stage they didn't like. And so, for this not to occur or happen, what is the difference between the church of God where the Lord is? Because there they honor God. If they, in other churches, even bring their offerings, they're not honoring God with that. They don't understand how to honor God with their tithes and their offerings. And they even say, why do I, why do we need to give our tithes? We need to give more than as the evil one who had left us, he said, we need to give 90% and keep only 10%. And so, what are you, God, that you keep 10% for yourself? You understand he had made himself God. And those f- foolish people who followed him, they didn't understand that they actually followed the Antichrist. These are Antichrists because John says they came out from us because they were not of us. They were many Antichrists and they came out from us because they were not of us. And so to honor God with our tithes and offerings, with the intention to worship God, to honor God, and to seek His face, this is the 
uh, essence of this commandment, not that right now I will give to the Lord and he will give to me and I will become wealthy and the more that I give, the more I will receive. Yes, truly, there is a principle. The more a person gives, the more he in his time will receive. He won't receive immediately. He will receive in time. And it doesn't mean materialistic things. He can receive it in the spiritual equivalent. The Lord will draw this person to himself. He will open, God will open up his heart. He will allow him to see the promises of God and allow him to see things others don't. And so right now we will honor our Lord with our tithes and our offerings. We will stand, we will sing a song after the sunset, a glorious morning when the Savior will receive me. And so every time we honor God with our tithes and our offerings, we at this time worship God. We acknowledge over ourselves His authority. We demonstrate our love to Him. This is a very important fact. And that is when the Lord opens up the windows of heaven. The Lord says, bring into my storehouse your tithes and your and your offerings so that there may be food in my house, and I will open for you then the windows of heaven. That is why this service is uh, done, this service of tithes is happening before the sermon because during the sermon he can then give us food. Why do people not receive food? Because they're not honoring God with their tithes and their offerings. And so let us sing. Let's go. 
And so I shall remind us that every time when Israel honored God with their tithes and their offerings, either in the tabernacle of Moses, the temple of Solomon, they were required as a command that Moses gave to the nation that he received himself from the Lord to stretch out their hands over their tithes and proclaim a great proclamation, which they were faithful to for thousands of years. We are that same Israel. We are connected to the same roots. We are nourished by the same olive tree. We will do the same thing. Please stretch out your hand over your tithes and pray together with me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I have separated my tithe from my house and have brought it into your temple so that you may have food within your house. I do not give in impurity, I do not give in sorrow, and I do not give for the dead. I rejoice that I have the privilege to demonstrate my love and to acknowledge your authority. And now in accordance to your words, I pray right now, may your heavenly windows be open to me, and may your blessing come without end upon your redeemed nation. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen, amen. God bless you. You may be seated.